Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason Goodham, Pastor Brett Bowen, and Pastor Adam Mosier continue their discussion on the Augsburg Confession, looking at an Old Testament passage and applying it to Article 28. Being Lutheran is sponsored by the Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary, establishing students in the eternal and inerrant Word of God for a life of faith in Jesus Christ and faithful service to His kingdom since 1964. To learn more or apply, look at flbc.edu. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bowe, and I'm joined by Pastor Jason Goodham and Pastor Adam Osier. All right, we're back for uh, our Bible study episodes of uh, Article 28 of Augsburg Confession. And Adam, we trust that in this last week you watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I did. <laughs> How'd you like it? Excellent. Excellent programming. And and I did do some research on the cheese from Thomas Jefferson. Yes. Yeah. Is, well, only the important issues we cover here in it, Well, it, it bothered me. I couldn't remember it. That's Something right. that we, important. We didn't swing back and when finish group, that discussion. When a group of Baptists give your president 1,235 pounds of cheese from 900 cows worth of milk... <laughs> there is something to be said about that. That is sixty percent of a ton of cheese. And it uh, reminds me of that episode a while back when you were talking about how to make those burgers with pork meat and some dried onion because the oh, wet yeah. onions make it. Yeah, that was I, I remember that episode, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> but that cheese—that's a lot. I, you put that much cheese on one of your burgers, Jason. Uh, I would just be impressed. I wouldn't even be mad. <laughs> Oh, good reference. <laughs> Young Brett. Yeah. I wonder if he ate all that cheese. We've got to have some scripture yeah. to read, Brett. Yes. Yeah. So today, um, as we discuss the two realms, uh, and uh, we're thinking of biblical passages, there's there's a bunch, but uh, we... We thought about doing Daniel 1, but yeah. all the food references mean we'd never cover anything at yes. all. <laughs> so that's why we, we pivoted to Daniel 3. Uh, Wait a minute. That's what I did the research on. That's why I looked up so much about the cheese. And the Daniel diet, right? Yeah. I was going to say, it feels like there. we've made passing references to the Daniel diet. Yeah, over and over years, again, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we're in, we're in Daniel 3, uh, verses 8 through 18, and this will be the uh, scenario that will uh, help us kind of keep talking through the issue of two realms and uh, see when there's overlap or, or overreach, I should say, uh, between the two realms. So I think I'll go ahead and read that for us. Um, if there's, if there's anything else. All right. So Daniel 3 verse 8 says, Therefore at that time certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears a sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoever does not fall down and, and, sh and worship shall be cast into a burning fire fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I have set up? 
Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Here ends the reading of God's word. Amen. Amen. Three young men lived very uh, I was long ago. Say, let's get all of our uh, in a bed Christian uh, cultural Christianity references to these three out of our system. Rack yeah. Shack, Benny, Rack Shack any, and Benny. Anything else? Okay, I, I got nothing. You I got don't nothing? watch those kind of movies. <laughs> or Willy Wonka. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or that. Even that. Paid attention. How how dare you? How dare you uh, accuse me of not having watched it this last week? Yeah. All right. So the the thing is, we didn't go to the payoff where Jesus delivers them from the fiery furnace. Yes. Because this is where the crossover between we church know the and story, state happens. Right? Yeah. yeah. We, we we know the end of the story, yep. but. But, you know, this is a direct thing. What happens when the state imposes itself on the church? And I think a lot of people... Or individual Christians. Yeah, or individual, individual Christians. Yep. This is the church of Babylon as yeah. they've been carried away, yep. right? And uh, I think a lot of Christians think at that point we rebel, that that we, you know, we resist, that we, we take up arms against the tyrants. Uh, the answer from the Christian perspective is... We stand on our faith in God and accept the consequences of disobedience. It's it's always interesting to me in these in these questions that are meant to be rhetorical in Scripture, how the Christians always answer them. You know, in the, so you, you got the end, verse fifteen. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar says, "And who is the God who will deliver yeah. you out of my hands?" And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, "God." <laughs> yeah, our God. Well, yeah, He's the God. Yeah. And, and 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 the line for us, I think, in the church to consider is, but if not, yeah, be it known to you, O King, that we yeah. will still not serve your that. guards or worship the golden image. Yeah. Wasn't that like the code for the the ships of Dunkirk? Um, wasn't that one of the codes? But if not, like we we intend to prevail this day. But if not, well, no. And there was actually a spiritual reference to that um, Interesting. particular issue that. in the ships hmm. of Dunkirk. Yeah, all my all my information is wrapped up in Willy Wonka. Yeah, in <laughs> I've got a good World movie reference history. to bring out later on as we talk uh, about this uh, this passage. But I'm going to hold it. All right. Ooh, Leave looking forward suspense. to that. Uh, all right. So let's unpack this here. So what was the overreach uh, from uh, King Nebuchadnezzar and and uh, in his cronies here. So, well, I, I think there's, you cannot divorce uh, Daniel 3 from either Daniel 1 or Daniel 2. So Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or, or Mishael. Yeah. Hamana. 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 Hananiah. Wow. No, I'm never going to not be able to think about Hamana, Hamana, Hamana. <laughs> Abednego was named after the revving of a Chevy 57 engine. <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry about that. Wow. They're political prisoners in yeah. Babylon, but they're political prisoners specifically because of God's judgment on the faithless nation of Israel. So, so we have 
Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are faithful children of God who have accepted the consequences of God's judgment in society. They're carried off into Babylon. And then Daniel 1 is about how they did not want to disobey the ceremonial purity laws of the Jews. And so rather than eating the decadent food that the Babylonians were trying to feed the rich kids, they went on a vegan diet like Rick Warren wanted them to, and uh, they came out healthier. Wow. <laughs> that's how history flows. That's, that's, is that the order of events? I'm, I'm a little bit muddy on my... Seems relatively close. accurate. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, Daniel 1 is all about standing on your faith and and God rewarded their faithfulness. Daniel 2 is is the real context for this chapter because Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar has this dream of the golden statue. And the golden statue has a head of gold and a torso of silver and... Feet of clay, eventually. uh, Feet of clay and stone Mm -hmm. and legs of clay, right? And so it's the divided kingdom of Rome. And it's, it's a vision of history that follows, and it and, and it served as a vehicle for God to deliver the gospel message, right? The, the rock that destroys all of the kingdoms of the earth. It doesn't matter if it's the glorious gold of Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom or the, the muddy, messed up politics of Rome that Jesus rules over all, comes from outside of the world and establishes himself as the mountain of earth, right? There's mm-hmm. all sorts of implications to the vision. And... Daniel gets wrapped up in this because Nebuchadnezzar forces his, you know, his seers and his prophets and things to tell him not only the meaning of the vision, but what the vision was without them knowing. And they're like, oh, you're pulling our leg, king. That's too much. And, and Daniel, who we know from the beginning of the book, was given the gift of the interpretation of dreams. And so Daniel rightly interprets it, and he submits himself to the authority of Nebuchadnezzar, and it works out for Nebuchadnezzar's prosperity, and Nebuchadnezzar rewards Daniel. And so this is how Daniel is like the third in command in the entire kingdom, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego <clears throat> are made governors of the province of Babylon, which is home territory. Right, And so now the speculation as we enter into Daniel chapter 3 is that Nebuchadnezzar in his arrogance has made a statue that looks like the one in his dream that was destroyed by the Christ, but instead of having its division, it's all gold. You know, it's not explicit in the text, but when you juxtapose Daniel 2 with Daniel mm-hmm. 3, which they are literally juxtaposed, you come to that conclusion, right? And so Nebuchadnezzar is operating out of the arrogance, not showing the previous humility and repentance that he showed in Daniel chapter 2. And so in Daniel chapter 3, then, he, with all of his pomp and his arrogance, wants everyone to worship the statue and, and go by his own religious leadings. So, and this is where my movie reference comes well, in. Perfect. I say, yeah. Ace Ventura. Okay. Yes. And when, when he's saying Shikaka and yes. they all fell down in worship, they're like, Shikaka. And, and, they fall, and, he, and he, goes, he goes something like, uh, I had to look this up, Shikaka. And he doesn't actually go the whole way and they like start to fall down and he's trying to trick them all, all these tribesmen into bowing down when he says the word Shikaka. And he finally gets to Chicago and they fall down and they wear 
where she's got you. That's my favorite part of that movie. And that's all I can think about when I see this, like, Nebuchadnezzar's, like, waiting. And I can see, like, Daniel just egging people on, like, with these all these musical instruments that start to play. Like, he starts to, like, play a note on the piano, and, like, everybody starts to get ready to bow down, you know? It's like the most unfortunate game of musical chairs in history. It's like, okay, no, you, 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 you must wait for the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigger, yeah. and the harp, and the bagpipe, and every kind of music. And so everyone's like, was that the trigon? Yeah, right. <laughs> What's a trigon? I don't even know what it sounds like. So anyway, that's all I had. That's all I have to offer Thank you for that. That's the most valuable contribution you've made to the podcast today. So, so the moral of the story is not only Nebuchadnezzar's unrepentance and arrogance in the face of already once being confronted by God, yeah. uh, it's that he's overreaching now because in Nebuchadnezzar's mind, we find out that bowing down to the idol he sets up means he's also, you're also bowing down to the gods that he follows. It's, it's, it's approval. It's affirmation. It's hmm. virtue signaling to the nth degree, right? It was like, uh, this would be the secular version of I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Nebuchadnezzar's idol, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing, right? Uh, and so it's what are you going to do when the state overreaches? Sure. In chapter one, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand on their faith. Chapter two, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Or in chapter three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand on their faith. In chapter six, which is Daniel and the lion's den, mm-hmm. Daniel stands on his faith. Over and over and over again, this is the theme, okay? So the, the message to the church of today is, one, know what you believe and why you believe it so mm-hmm. that when it comes time to confess your faith and stand on it, you're going to do it, Yeah. right? But number two is that that's all you do. You don't take up arms. You don't resist. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, it, you, you're not, uh, the response to the Dems or the, the mega crowd in, in hijacking your government is not to form a militia. Mm-hmm. It, if, where you, if you find that your government is contrary to where you're at in your faith, you stand on your faith. And then you receive the consequences as a martyr if God should so choose to give you martyrdom. Mm-hmm. Can I push back on that just a little bit? No. Uh, Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Jason doesn't like to be challenged. Yeah. This, this no, is I, my podcast. You will no. listen to every Whoa. word I have to. Wow. <laughs> Chicago. Yeah. Bow down to Jason. You're uh, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I guess uh, I want to push back in this way of, uh, you know, I think of the guys like, um, oh, what's the cake baker, Jack Phillips? Uh, yeah. You know, Masterpiece. It, yeah, I'm just thinking bakery. of uh, Alliance Defending Freedom and groups like that where within an American in the in that realm, they're they're staying on their faith, and, and that's a right hand left hand issue. Be- okay, yep. So that that what Jack Phillips and thank you by the way, I needed that for class on Monday and couldn't remember his name. Oh, so, okay. Uh, what You're Jack, welcome. What Jack Phillips did was operating in his vocation as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so these legal rights afforded now. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're not. When Nebuchadnezzar says some of them in this present, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego aren't lawyering up, right? <laughs> well, but if in the the setting in which they were in, if it was the same as our setting in the United States, it would have been well within their right to lawyer up. Yep. Right to say, as a citizen of "quote unquote" Chaldea, right, which they were not; they were slaves in Chaldea. But as citizens of Chaldea, right, or the or of Babylon, th- you have this this opportunity to 
appeal your case before the king kind with of like a lawyer. You the could Apostle Paul appealing to Caesar. Correct. Or, yeah. well, yeah. You're yeah. not doing anything wrong there. Yeah. And even, you know, like the Paul takes a ton of criticism for talking about slavery. But he writes, what is it, Colossians or Ephesians, where if you can, get out of slavery. If you, if you, if you have occasion for your freedom, do it. Mm-hmm. But insofar as that you're still in slavery... Then honor your master. Be the best servant or bond servant that you can be. That what what you're saying isn't mm-hmm. pushback. It's an entirely separate issue. Okay. okay. And yeah. Exactly. And, and I would Got say it. another way to look at that is in our context today, um, the the left hand kingdom in the United States versus the left hand kingdom in North Korea look very very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's context, that's space and time, that's where where God has placed believers in different contexts and to to be able to participate in the left-hand kingdom in the ways that that realm wherever you're using realm in the context of locality now, um wherever you are, wh- whatever they allow, you're you're free to pursue that biblically. And that's not a pushback. That's not that's not something but here they were not. It was an absolute uh, uh, totalitarian regime really is what it was and they didn't have that choice. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego didn't have that choice. And their only choice is to say we're not going to do it. And at that point you suffer the consequences. Jack Phillips had a choice to say I'm not going to do it and this is why I cannot do it legally in the United States. And so that's a left-hand kingdom vocational issue. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the overreach, and if, if he were only operating in the right-hand kingdom, then he just... Oh, okay, yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. yep. And, mm-hmm. and you're right. The, the rights of the left-hand kingdom are defined by where you live in the here and now. Mm-hmm. So Babylon... It, it would looked, be like saying uh, to us as pastors in a congregation, you have to officiate this wedding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that well, that's a, yep. you know, that's a, and that, what what Jack Phillips did in Colorado is he said I'm not going to do this, but he even went so far as to say I will bring you to a baker who will make the cake. And for the 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 prosecution, that wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Is that you needed to submit? And so in America. Right now, at least, you we still have the right to say no. You're out of bounds. You're, we have the yeah, yeah. freedom of religion, mm-hmm. yeah, clause uh, in, in the constitution. So we have something a constitution to look at. But Korea, North Korea, wouldn't have that, or, right? And in Babylon, you say no. You're out of bounds. Throw me in the fur- furnace, mm-hmm. right? That uh, that's where they're at now. What I thought you were going to do on the pushback. The pushback here is what do you do about guys like Dietrich Bonhoeffer? Oh, or about guys like Martin Luther. Yeah, you know. Well, and I was going to bring up. Uh, I've heard debates over is it like the American Revolution legitimate uh, in this in, in this sense? In, you can you can find Lutherans yeah. on both sides of that issue. Now, yep, yep. what's interesting in, in Luther's own theology, he has a theology of the Superman, of the Uberman. Uh, yeah, it's different than than Nietzsche's Nietzsche's Ubermensch. <laughs> but okay. that's okay. also German. <laughs> yeah, Nietzsche's Ubermensch yeah. is right, might makes right. Yeah. Uh, Luther's Superman, Luther's theology of the Superman, is that for such a time as this, uh, Luther's Superman is Queen Esther, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and the whole point Luther is, is like, if you're the, if you're the Superman, you know. <laughs> like, you know, it's, not everyone is in this role. And so the, the, the rule is we're just ordinary Christians, we live in our vocations. When when extraordinary circumstances are necessary, we still leave that to God. 
Hmm. Okay. You know? And you know, I, I think Bonhoeffer makes an excellent example of this because he was wrapped up in a plot to assassinate Hitler, and he failed, and he died for that. He paid the consequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and had he succeeded, we might look at him as as a heroic figure. If he had prevented damage, we don't know because it didn't happen. And speculation is speculation is speculation, right? So this is just like we were talking about last week with operating a God's good order, right? Principally, it works. Individually, it doesn't work to the nth degree Mm -hmm. all the time. Or perfectly. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, I, well, there's a lot there's of good so stuff. So much, yeah. So much. Uh, let's try to land this plane here. Um, any other insights from Daniel 3 uh, that apply to this discussion? Um, I know we talked a, a bit about, uh, you know, the but if not. Um, yeah. And any and other things you'd like to I discuss? I think we would do well by closing with, even in their disobedience, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego still treated the king with respect. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's there. There isn't a Yosemite Sam sort of response to what he does. Is they're polite the entire time. Oh Nebuchadnezzar, oh King, you know, Your Honor. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 and of course, in reading we don't get tone, so yeah. it, it's entirely yeah. possible it could be sarcastic or you know dripping with a little bit of snark. But we don't know that, and it's not presented in this way, right? They're just entirely respectful, mm-hmm. and it's. One of those things where, especially if we import Romans 13 into this argument and we talk about, or 1 Timothy, where we talk about praying for the king in 1 Timothy 2, it's really easy to pray for the king when the king's on your side, Yeah. right? But the way uh, certain Christians on the left handled when Donald Trump was in authority or when George W. Bush was in authority and the way certain Christians on the right you know, behave themselves when Obama was an authority and now Biden is an authority, we are missing this from the church acting in society. We are missing the respect mm-hmm. for someone we even disagree with. And even when the person we disagree with hasn't been respectful, you know, hasn't been respectable, I should say. Mm-hmm. It's the, the, the humiliation that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do is honoring to God in the way they honor Nebuchadnezzar. I, I think that's an important point yeah. to bring out. Yep. Good. Hmm. You're good. Any other comments here? I think I've said too much today. I think that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks uh, for listening. Uh, tune in next time for our New Testament episode. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on Spotify and iTunes. The Free Lutheran Bible College and Seminary invites you to their campus in Plymouth, Minnesota for the 2023 Seminary Symposium. It's on January 11th through the 13th. Speakers will consider the influence of the early church fathers and the implications for the church today. Find more information at flbc.edu events. God bless you and have a great week.